no matter if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, your personal brand matters. And today we want to spend time focusing our attention on the intrapreneur, the career professional who has the mindset of an entrepreneur who wants to create a personal brand that allows them to progress in their career and if they decide to step into entrepreneurship to be a successful entrepreneur. Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Marquis Brayton Podcast. I'm excited to be with you again this week, and I have an awesome guest. And many of you know that I just love social media and how it provides an opportunity for you to meet new people across the world. And I just so happened was perusing Instagram and came across someone's post and just decided that this would be a great person to have on the Marky Brayton podcast. So this week, I have a guest by the name of Tristan Layfield. Tristan is a double hustler, he says, who works at IBM and owns a career coaching and resume writing business called Layfield Resume Consulting. As a result of the coaching, resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles he provides his clients, They've not only landed offers from Fortune 500 companies, but are better equipped to position themselves as experts and their own biggest advocate in their careers. And, you know, I love that because many of you know that I'm all about leveraging your expertise and leveraging your skill set because, you know, it is my messaging that your brand should make possible the life that you desire to live. And so I am welcoming. Tristan to the Marquis Braden podcast. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I always introduce individuals based on the short bio they gave us, but I know that's not enough. So why don't you take some time out to let us know a little bit more about yourself and how you show up in the world? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. So like you said, my name is Tristan. Uh, I'm the owner and head career coach over at Layfield Resume Consulting. Uh, we're based in the Metro Detroit area. And a lot of people always ask me, they're like, how did you get into the realm of career coaching and resume writing? Because I hate writing my resume. Um, and I, I, I sort of recap the story that um, I've been working in Fortune 500 companies for some time now, um, even in, in management and regional management. Um, and for about five years of my career, I was a hiring manager, um, was well, a regional supervisor um, that hired because I had a team of 24 across 
uh, four different states, right? So I was always hiring. I was helping directors hire. I was helping my other managers hire. Um, and so I've been on the other side of the table. I've seen the resumes that come through. I see, I've interviewed tons of people. I see cover letters. I'm always looking at LinkedIn profiles. And I realized that a lot of people need help. And specifically for me, I saw that a lot of the people of color needed help, which, um, you know, for me hit a, a particular spot. You know, I wanted us to make sure that, that, that people of color are, are represented inside of these companies. And sometimes that, that starts by making sure that you're representing yourself appropriately in your documents and in your branding across, um, you know, not just your documents, but also online, your online brand as well. So, yeah. That's good. You know, a lot of times we don't talk enough about the idea of branding yourself, even as an employee. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a tendency to just not really consider it at all. But one of the things that was very instrumental for me before I made the transition out of corporate America and working uh, full time was that I had started branding myself uh, in the direction for which I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And many people may be wondering, you know, why would I have um, someone with your expertise on the podcast? Because you help career professionals. But at the end of the day, we all, to some degree, are entrepreneurs because when you want a new job or if you get laid off your job like I did, you have to have a mindset of creation. You have to have a mindset of, of wanting to create something for yourself just in case certain things happen or if you want to just move up to the next level You've got to have that entrepreneurial mindset about mm-hmm. yourself to create a brand of expertise that you that people know you by so that you can move up the corporate ladder or start something on the side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So we're people who are in corporate America are literally developing skills. They're paid to be there to develop skills. And so why not? take those skills and utilize them to start building a brand for yourself, right? Um, Like you said, if you end up getting laid off, if you end up having to quit your job for any reason, whatever the case may be, if you build a solid brand, it's something that will either help you get another job or it's something that will already be established enough for you to take and monetize yourself, right? So it's it's really essential that, that people who are in you know, corporate America nowadays realize that no matter if you are, if you like it or not, with the internet today and social media, we're all a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we should be very cognizant of that and cognizant of how we're sort of shaping that to really help us or sometimes it can't hurt us. That's good. So how do you help people hone in on what their brand or niche is within the marketplace? Yeah, so it it obviously takes place over a series of discussions. Um, But really, it's just finding the things that they're currently doing inside of their job that they love doing. That's really simply what it is, right? It's the things that are that are not causing you burnout, that you don't hate to do, um, that you are the first one to jump at every time that your manager, supervisor, the the type of project that you want comes up, right? Those are the things we, we decide to focus in on and hone in on to really say, okay, so like for me, everybody, 
everybody knows I'm an operations guy. Um, you know, that's, that's sort of what I'm branded as in corporate America. They know if they need a standard operating procedure, if they need someone to poke holes, if they need somebody to do any of those type of things, they know who to come to. Um, so, you know, finding those things, and it's something that I love to do. So finding those things really help you build your brand inside of your company. And if you'd like to, I've chosen to take a different route, but I could also brand myself operationally and say, you know, hey, I, I'm going to come in and get your operations for your small business together. Or I'm going to come in and do the, that type of stuff for, for uh, different people. But it's really just finding those things that you like to do, that you jump at all the time inside of your, uh, inside of your, your day job and, and sort of honing in on how we can perfect that. Maybe that's going and getting some certifications. Maybe that's attending different conferences. Um, and maybe that's just connecting with other professionals to figure out how they're doing it as well. Right. I like to share with my clients all the time, especially when those who are just beginning and wanting to make that transition and leap from uh, employee to entrepreneur, mm -hmm. always ask them this one question. What comes easy to you but mm -hmm. hard to other people? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because the more you really begin to think about it, the more you realize that there are some things that come really naturally easy to you based on your innate gifts and mm -hmm. innate abilities that other people just have a hard time doing. And that's yep. always a great place to start. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was speaking, it was teaching, it was, uh, you know, coaching and inspiring individuals and I had to really hone that gift and figure out, okay, now where is this particularly needed in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. and though today I'm doing coaching in the area of digital marketing and personal branding, I'm still leveraging my ability to teach mm -hmm. and yep. to com and communicate messages effectively to help my clients move the needle in the right direction. Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's always a thing, right? I, I recently worked with a client who does marketing for a Fortune 500 company, but they love marketing and they love consulting people around, uh, consulting with people mm -hmm. on that. And I, um, they were like, I just, I want to get some more experience under my belt. And this and the other, I was like, well, what's a better way to get more experience under your belt than starting your own thing, right? Well, Start right. working with some small businesses and doing their digital marketing and getting out there. Um, and then you're building your marketing brand outside of your Fortune 500 company that you're working for, whatever the case may be. Um, and you're able to sort of, you know, cross those skills every now and then, every time you need to. Maybe you're bringing something from your own personal practice into work that makes you shine. And then maybe you're bringing something that you learned from work into your own business. Because one of the things I tell people when they tell me they want to transition out of corporate into entrepreneurship is, well, you are literally in business school right now sitting in corporate America, right? This is a, a operation that is fully functional, clearly profitable, can pay employees. They have things in place. You need to be studying what they do, whether that be what they do badly <laughs> or what they do well. You need to be studying it because it's a free case study pretty yeah. much on how to, how to or how not to run your own business. So um, there's many ways we can leverage corporate America to really start building our own personal brands, right? Um, another client of mine who's in human resources, they wanted to do some consulting around that. Um, but what ended up happening, well, you're already in human resources. They ended up getting their company to pay for their professional and human resources certification. And boom, now you're a certified professional, no matter if you're working for that company or not. Right. Um, so doing certain things like that, just leveraging 
the access and the, uh, you know, the resources that corporate America provides to your own benefit. I like uh, when people say that your job is your investor, right? Mm-hmm. Your investor oh, yeah. to do that entrepreneurial endeavor. Yep. To leverage the opportunities that your investor or your job is allowing you or affording you the opportunity to, to leverage certain things. So that's always really good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your transition, you know, what were some of the steps for those who are considering the idea of shifting or making the transition, knowing that they don't want to work for somebody the rest of their life? What are what are a few steps that you have taken that would inform somebody else who may be in your position and wanting to make that transition? What are some of those steps that they would need to consider before making the leap? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think you want to narrow down what your idea is on your business in order to understand if there's any conflicts of interest with your corporate employer, right? Um, Because that can be a big thing for a lot of people who are trying to start their entrepreneurial endeavors. And if you signed, you know, anything that that states that you're not able to do this, then you need to be very cognizant of that and cognizant of the fact that that may cause, uh, maybe cause for your termination or release um, if you decide to move forward there. That's step number one. If there's nothing there, then great, you're you're ready to go. Um, The next thing I would say is really take stock of your time outside of work. Really, you know, I know some people who, you know, they get in and and they do their eight hours and that's it, right? But then there's other people where that fluctuates. That 40-hour work week could be 60, 80 80 hours, right? So you really need to take stock of your time to realize, do I have the time to start this in this moment and to dedicate to this? Or better yet, not necessarily do I have it, but how do I want to map this out? What am I going to do? When can I meet with clients? When should I be working in my business instead of on my business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so different things like that to really get an understanding of the, the time dedication that you're going to have to, to give um, to really start this. And then uh, the next thing is just really, at that point, I would say find a mentor to really help guide you through this. Um, and preferably someone who's either made that transition out of corporate or um, is sort of close to that point, if that's what you're looking to do. Um, so you can just get that guidance and, and sort of, um, you know, really understand what that process entails. I know for me, um, one of the hardest things is I, I didn't have a mentor. Uh, and, you know, I was sitting here and I was investing so much so much time in my business. And I was like, I love this. And I hate, I started to resent my day job. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I ended up talking to someone and very, very much like the statement that you made before this, they're like, well, you need to change and shift your mentality around your day job. Your day job is your biggest client and you need to treat them with the same respect and dedication that you would any client inside of your business. And when they said that it sort of shifted, it was like, Oh, yeah, actually, they they funded all the startup of this. So absolutely, I, sh- I should definitely shift that. And still today, right, they're paying my bills. So, um, you know, they are my biggest client. Um, and they and they make sure that things stay on. So I, you know, once I made that mentality shift, it was it was a lot easier for me. Um, but you know, those are some of the steps that I would take and just realize that 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 can be a pitfall that you can fall into. Um, and 
you know, sometimes that's just a sign that it's, it's time for you to go if you're making enough revenue, maybe that's the case. And if you're not, then it's, it's time for a mentality shift. So, yeah. I like that statement that your, your day job or your nine to five job or your job mm-hmm. is your biggest investor. It's, mm-hmm. it's the company that's your biggest client, you said, right? Mm-hmm. And I never thought about it that way. Your biggest client is where you are, the job that you have. And your hope is, is that you do so well with your biggest client that you have created opportunity for yourself to be able to move into what it is that you want to do full time as an entrepreneur. Yep. And you never know, as somebody who's transitioning out of out of corporate, you never know um, what connections you have in corporate that will reach back out to bring you back in, right? Maybe maybe they want to have you come to a workshop with people or this, that, and the other, but they won't do that if you aren't if you aren't treating them like they're your biggest client and giving them the dedication that you, that they deserve for doing that. That's good. And so, have you decided on when would you know? Yeah, the time um, to make the transition. You know what what would be. What's your experience or what's your current reality mm-hmm. that you have told yourself that if I reach this point, that I know that it's time to make the transition. Unlike me, I knew because I got laid off. So, <laughs> you know, what advice would you give that person who's, who's probably already started building something on the side and, and they're saying, you know, when do I make the full shift? Yeah. So there's two ways to look at it, I think. Um, the first would be when your side hustle or your your entrepreneurial endeavors, they are able to replace your salary in full, mm-hmm. right? If you get to that point and you feel comfortable enough, then, you know, you can go ahead and make that leap. Now, um, I'm an overly cautious person. So <laughs> the second option for that I, I'm sort of going down is... Um, I, when I get to the point where going to this job or keeping this job is losing me money in my business, that's when I know it's time to go. (laughs) So when I get to that point where I have to turn down going and doing workshops, or I have to turn down meeting with clients, I have to turn down all of this. um, Okay, now I should probably head on out because I have enough want, enough need, enough demand for me to go out and sustain. That's different. You know, I've never heard it said that way. If I have too many opportunities where I'm turning down money or I'm losing money mm-hmm. because of the job, that's a different way of looking at it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for our, us overly cautious folks. <laughs> so that's good. That's good advice. I, I never really thought about it that way. Never really thought about it. I've always thought about it. And my goal, especially when I most recently kind of shifted from being what I call a parallelpreneur, and was the idea of making the exact same amount that I was currently making on my job. Mm-hmm. Or my coach taught me, she was like, if, if you could replace 75% of your income mm-hmm. prior to making the transition, her thought process was that leaving the job gives you the momentum to make yep. the other 20 25. 25. Yep. 
Yep. That's definitely a good, that's definitely a good method too, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good one because sometimes we fall, we fall into the trap of just not taking the leap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that method there, okay, replaces 75. I know I got to hustle and get this other 25, but let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> um, you know, the other options that I've said, they can sometimes lead to you just being like, eh, no, I can stay, I can do it. Um, but, but yeah, I like that. But you don't want to get too comfortable. Yeah. I was talking about that the other day via Facebook Live is that sometimes we get to the place of comfort to mm-hmm. where we're not making those moves. Yeah. You know, and you have to ask yourself, are you placing a demand on your potential to move to your next level or are you just too comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, at the end of the day, it comes down to the only limitations we have are the ones we place on ourselves. That's right. Uh, right. If we don't, if, we're, if we think we're not going to go out there and make it, then yeah, of course, we're going to act as if we're not going to go out there and make it. We're not going to make that decision. So yeah, we have to be mindful of sort of how we're pushing ourselves and how we're thinking about those things. Because like you said, it, there can be places where you get stuck and it's, it's the exact same thing as getting stuck in your career sometimes too, mm-hmm. right? Um, taking those leaps. Sometimes you're too scared of, oh my God, I'm going to manage this giant team. I don't think I can do that, this, that, and the other. You know, sometimes you just got to remove those limitations and, and, and understand, well, I guess have faith in yourself and believe that you're able to do it, right? right. Remove those limitations and have faith in yourself that you can do it. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Tristan, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this whole idea of what can you do now in your career uh, with your resume or with climbing the corporate ladder that really could help you prepare for entrepreneurship or just moving up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. So we'll be right back. Did you know that adding promotional products into the mix of your marketing initiatives can increase the effectiveness of your brand by up to 44%. Using promotional products is a great way to break the ice with a potential customer, as they'll be more likely to listen to what you'll have to say. If you can get their attention and keep it, you probably have the power to follow through with the sale. That's why I use Logo My Logo for all of my promotional products. If you're ready to take your brand to the next level and get the attention of your next potential customer, then use Logo My Logo for all your promotional products. Just go to the number 2 logomylogo.com. That's the number 2 logomylogo.com and just let them know Markeith sent you. Well, welcome back to the Markeith Brain podcast with my guest Tristan Layfield and we just got finished talking about career professionals who have an interest in moving into entrepreneurship and the importance of really honing in your skills and honing in on your ability so you can create a brand that I keep using this word bulletproof or safe proof, but it's really just an opportunity for you to really become known for something that you can leverage for your own thing or own business later if you decide to do so. And so now I want to talk a little bit more about career professionals who may be just getting started or who may be thinking about this whole idea of branding themselves. Mm -hmm. Why is it important to start branding yourself as a career professional, even if maybe you're not even considering entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, it's important because um, having a brand in any industry, um, you know, whether that be corporate or whether that be, an, you know, being an entrepreneur, having a brand allows other people to recognize you for something, right? Mm-hmm. And when other people recognize you for something, it makes them more likely to say, hey, you know, I know, I know somebody who's really good for this. Maybe I should reach out to them or maybe we should bring them in on this, right? So when it comes to uh, corporate professionals, um, one of the things I tell people is if you build a really solid brand while you're uh, career is going well, while your company is doing well, whatever the case may be. In the times where it's, it's bad and layoffs are happening or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, well, people already know you for a certain thing, right? And typically in building a brand comes with building a network. Um, and so if people know you and they're in your network and they know you for a certain thing, people are more likely to say, hey, you know, we have this opening at my job. Do you want me to, you know, shoot you a referral? Um, and, and, you know, studies have shown that you're 15 times more likely to be hired from a referral than anything else. Mm. So, um, you know, building a brand and a network that goes with that can be very beneficial um, in those bad times, but it can also be very beneficial when you're just trying to progress your career, when you're trying to move up right? Um, you're by, by networking and branding yourself, you're more than likely to find um, more mentors or sponsors inside of your company or other companies that are advocates for your career progression. Um, there's so many benefits of, of doing this that I just, you know, it, I guess it, <laughs> the benefits outweigh the work that's involved <laughs> in actually building the brand, I think, personally. Right. You know, and one thing that we keep talking about the whole idea of building a brand. Mm-hmm. But one thing that keeps coming up in my head right now is that not just building a brand, but a brand of value. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. if you're not providing value to the company, if you're not providing value to your, uh, your clients, if you're not providing value to your department, mm-hmm. then your brand actually becomes that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that you, you're sharp every day. You, show up every day, but what value do you provide? Yeah, right. That's one of the biggest things that I work with on my, with my clients, even in just their resumes, right? I think many people, when we are in our careers and sometimes even entrepreneurs, when we're just working, we're so into the day to day that we don't necessarily track our wins or accomplishments or the things that we do well all the time. I mean, it's really key to do that, especially for professionals, because what we're doing is we have to advocate for ourselves, why we should get that promotion, why we should get that double digit raise, you know, why we should be getting all of these positive things. And without showing how you've provided value to the company, you cannot expect the company to provide value to you. Right. So, so it's really essential that you know those metrics that you're measured against, that you know how you've exceeded them. You know how, you, how many customers you've brought in or the dollar value of the area that you manage or whatever the case may be, because all those things are going to show your value. They're going to show the results that you, you've given the company. And every company uses your previous history as a prediction of your future right? As, as what you're going to do inside of their company. So if you can't show them how you've provided that value for a company that you're coming from, they're not certain how you're going to provide it when you get to them. And that's why a lot of people aren't getting those calls, callbacks, or they'll go to the first interview and they're not making it through because you're not conveying your value 
Um, and, right. and so we have to work on that and really understand where we provide that inside of our organization. And it's good that you mentioned the whole idea of the result, mm-hmm. which brings us really back to the full circle of entrepreneurship, because I was thinking about, I met with a potential client today, and one of the questions was, was what's the end result, or what's the transformation of somebody working with me? Mm-hmm. Even as an employee mm-hmm. in corporate America, what's the end result? What's the transformation you bring to your department, to your organization, to your business, to the place that you work for? Mm-hmm. How is it transformed because you're there? Yep. Yep. And and the thing about it is, is I think oftentimes as employees, we, we, we tend to think, oh, you know, that's our boss's job to, to keep track of our accomplishments or to keep track of this. No, 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 no. It, you've got that messed up. It's totally your job to advocate for you, just like it is for an entrepreneur. It's their job to advocate why they're the best person for whatever job they're trying to do, right? So my job is to tell you why I can help you get a career better than the next person. Uh, well, get into the career you want better than the next person, um, right? So even in your your day job, it's it's showing them why you are that person that should be promoted, why you are that person that needs that next job. So, so I had a, a fraternity brother, not had, I have a fraternity <laughs> brother who has a desire to be a president of a university. And mm-hmm. when we talked last, one of the things that I noticed was that he was on social media a lot more than he had ever been on. Actually, I don't even recall that he he had a social media account. Mm -hmm. So when I noticed it, I texted him and was like, hey, I noticed that you're on social a lot more. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, what what happened? Because I noticed that you weren't necessarily, you know, very active on social much. Mm -hmm. And he said that the hedge hunter professionals had told him that if he desired to be a university president, that he needed some level of social presence because how can you be a college president but not yet be engaged on platforms for which your students are on? Yep. Yep. And that that goes for anybody who's trying to get to any type of senior level leadership, right? At this point, we are all we are all brand ambassadors for the companies that we work for. That's really what it comes down to. And the, the higher you get up, the more true that is. Um, but, you know, having a social media presence is sort of one of the key ways to build your brand outside of the company. Because all the things I talked about before, if you're building a brand inside of the company, that's great for you inside of, you know, wherever you're at. But if nobody outside of it knows about it, when you do fall in those hard times, that's not going to work for you. Right. So um, social media is definitely a key way of getting your brand out there, but it's also essential in developing that network and networks are the things that get you to where you want to go. Point blank, period. No matter if you're a a career professional or an entrepreneur, you need an amazing network. Um, And so, you know, just like you and I got connected on social media, here we are now doing a podcast, right? So, so you as someone who's in corporate America, yes, you can't necessarily go talk about your company unless they allow that type of stuff. I know I have to get approval from communications and all that stuff to do that, but you can go talk about your career progression and some of the things that you liked doing and this, that, and the other that ends up, you know, oh, now people are like, oh, he does that. Let, 
we have a position open. We should probably reach out to them. And like literally, I don't think people realize how often that can happen if you actually are building a brand on social media, being visible with your thoughts, with your tips, with your suggestions on that, that thing that you are an expert in or that you are developing your expertise in. And not only that, it makes you searchable, right? Mm -hmm. Not only is this my podcast, but yet it's content for you as well, right? Yep. It's content that will have your name on it when I post it to my website and put it on YouTube and put it on in the podcast um, syndication platforms. You have something that you can reference for people to uh, be able to connect with you mm -hmm. with because when they search your name, because I believe everybody Googles, you know, mm -hmm. when they yeah. search your name, you're going to have content that comes up that's connected to you and your expertise and what it is that you talk about. Yep. And that looks amazing during a job search, right? If you're on there talking about operations and how you, how you work to find these efficiencies and this, that, and the other, and this recruiter goes and Googles your name and sees that you're on a podcast talking about operations. Oh, now I know he actually knows what he's talking about. Right. And some other people really think he knows what he's talking about because they brought him on a show to talk about it. Right. Or um, maybe it's maybe it's not even that intense. Maybe it's just having a LinkedIn. I know a lot of people don't have a LinkedIn. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you need you need a LinkedIn simply because it's one of the things that shows up high in a Google search. Right. right? Um, and so if you don't have one, a lot of recruiters, a lot of hiring managers, they immediately go to LinkedIn to do more research on people. If you don't have one, you sort of don't exist in the job search realm. Um, so, you know, creating that content, when people Google your name, it's amazing. It, that's what I tell people. If you are developing a brand, one of the one of the goals that you should have is your first page of Google should be all stuff that's relevant about you. Mm. Right? So when you somebody go, types in your name, yeah, that first page should be all relevant about you. And that's part of that's part of building your brand. Because what happens with, especially with me, I started and I went and Googled myself and you get all these weird things, right? You get these pictures from, you know, the early 2000s that were like on some site and you're like, oh gosh, I need to take those down. Or you get those random sites that have all of your, your cousins and your mom, your aunties names and locations listed and all that stuff. You know, part of your brand is working to get that stuff removed, number one. Um, and then number two, making sure that other things are showing up to take those place, that place that is really uh, relevant to what you're trying to do, right? So if you Google me, you're going to find my about me section, you're going to find my LinkedIn, you're going to find the article that I did with uh, Black Enterprise and the Muse and this, that and the other. And now my whole first page of Google is all me. My whole second page is too. <laughs> but, but, you know, doing stuff like that really helps you because, ev like you said, everybody Googles, everybody searches for everybody. Um, you know, you could just be going out on a date with somebody and they Google your name, right? So, so your, your brand really will stand for itself um, if you are out there being present on the internet in some way, shape, or form. So that's a good exercise for everybody. Go Google your name and see what comes up. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell people to do that at least quarterly mm. and to set up Google alerts for your name so mm. you know what's showing up online. Interesting. Setting up Google alerts for your name. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's a, that's wow. a good key for entrepreneurs too. do it for your business name, um, all that stuff as well. And you sort of know what hits the net about your, your business and about you. 
So as a career professional, how do I determine what social media platforms are good for me? Um, well, as a career professional, number one, LinkedIn's always going to be good for you. Um, that should always be one that you are on. Um, but beyond that, it's really just taking your pick, right? Um, for me, I am not as big on Facebook and Instagram. I see that I'm not as big on Facebook and Twitter as I am on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I've, and that's because as a business owner, I found that most of my leads come through those two methods, LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, but also I just find them more appealing, right? Um, so I think number one, you have to realize where your target audience is. Um, and as a career professional, most of the time your target audience is definitely going to be on LinkedIn. Um, and then also the platform that you like to engage in the most, right? I don't do Twitter a lot because that, re that requires consistent engagement all the time throughout the day. And I just don't have the ability to do that. And I don't have the time to queue up posts every, <laughs> you know, every week or every month to make sure that they're constantly going out. Um, you know, it's such a rapid fire stream that if you don't do it often, you get lost. Whereas Instagram, you know, you, you start popping up a lot more based on algorithms and so right. you know linkedin they have one of the most basic algorithms of all the social media so as long as you're posting your name's going to be out there right so it's finding that target audience finding the one that you really like to um to engage on and sometimes those aren't the same ones so maybe you have two um but i i do tell people that i don't think it's best i don't think it's good practice to start out just being like i'm gonna be on all the platforms it's I tried that in my business and it is stressful. <laughs> it is so stressful. Now repurposing content from one platform to another, yes. But um, the thing about it is when you're on four different platforms, you have to tailor content for four different platforms. All of them don't operate the same. So yeah, just find the, find the one that your target audience is on. And even if you're in career, in a career, you have a target audience. Yeah. Whether that be you know, people who are in the same profession as you or in the profession that you want to be in, whatever the case may be, um, and then the one that you like. That's good. That's good. So I, I like the fact that you brought up the whole idea of target audience, even for career, career professionals, mm -hmm. because it helps us to see that some of the lingo, some of the language is still in alignment, whether you yeah. are wanting to be an entrepreneur or whether you are currently a corporate uh, professional mm -hmm. who's employed by an organization, yeah. a lot of the terminology, a lot of the mindset, a lot of the situations that you find yourself in are in alignment or there's a common thread between the two. Yeah. So for me, I, so there's always this talk, this battle between career professionals and entrepreneurs. I um, mean, me as a career coach, I try to squash that. I, I think, you know, there's room for everybody. Uh, everybody cannot be the boss because the bosses all need workers, um, right? But at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is a career. That's all it is, <laughs> right? I can, I, can, I can talk you through and, and coach you on being an entrepreneur too. It is a career. And all these things have, have tons of simil similarities between them. And you can just listen to our conversation that we've had to sort of see how you know, there's so many links between being in corporate and being an entrepreneur and even more so nowadays where companies are promoting this idea of intrapreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Where you are, you have the entrepreneurial mindset inside of corporate America. So, yes. you know, you are finding the new, new or next best thing or are working on the high, highly visible projects and doing all of these things to, to really, um, you know, help drive growth inside of corporate America. And so, really 
I, I don't divide the two in any fashion. I just think they are, they are entrepreneurship is part of career. That's just what it is. <laughs> entrepreneurship is part of career. So as we prepare to close uh, the podcast, tell us a little bit about how people can work with you and in what ways that you can help them if they are ready to either enhance their uh, brand as a career professional or even start considering, well, maybe I really need to start thinking about honing my skills and building a brand that might produce a business for me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the, the easiest ways to find out more about me and what I do is to go over to my website, which is www.layfieldresume.com. That's L-A-Y-F-I-E-L-D-R-E-S-U-M-E.com. Um, and you can also find me um, at Layfield Resume on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can also reach out to me at Tristan Layfield on LinkedIn. Um, you know, typically I'm going to tell you I, I like to start with a, a free 30-minute consultation with everyone that um, I interact with just simply so I can get aligned on what you're trying to do. Um, and I can also get my eyes on things like your resume or your LinkedIn profile, whatever the case may be, to sort of figure out exactly how I can help you. Um, I'm not the guy to give you cookie-cutter information like, well, you know, most people do this. I don't care what most people do. I need to know how we're going to do it for you. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll start with a 30-minute consult, a free 30-minute consultation, and, and then we'll uh, I'll give you some recommendations on services and what you do from there is on you. So you do resume updates. Do you update or help with LinkedIn profiles and all of that as well? Yeah. So um, I, the services that I offer currently include a resume revamp, a resume review, uh, cover letter creation, LinkedIn profile writing, and then my, my career coaching program, which I call Boss Up Career Coaching. Awesome. 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 Well, Tristan, I am so appreciative of you taking the time out to interview on the Marketing Brain Podcast. I know I'll, I just reached out to you via Instagram because I enjoy your tips and thought they were a really good tips. And I was like, you know, I don't always have to just be entrepreneurial focused all the time. Some yeah. people uh, like to get content that is uh, career for career professionals as well, because where did I come out? I came out of the healthcare yeah. arena of uh, career profession professionals. And so I said, why not reach out to you and do a show on this particular topic? So thanks again. And hey, I hope we stay in contact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me, especially uh, because I, I, I'm trying to break down that barrier. Like I said, being an entrepreneur is a career, man. So <laughs> good stuff. All right. Well, take care. You too. Bye-bye. What a great interview that was with Tristan. And I'm so appreciative that he decided to take time out to share on the power of a personal brand for career professionals and why you should still be concerned about your brand, even though you may be working for someone. So I thought this would be a great show for those of you who are intrapreneurs, those who have the mindset of entrepreneurship, even though you are working in corporate America or an employee. So I am always appreciative of you listening to the Marquee Brain Podcast each and every week. And hey, leave me a rating and review right there in iTunes so that I know what you thought of this episode. Also, I want to extend to you an opportunity 
to take advantage of a free consultation with me. If you have a business idea, if you want to work on your personal brand and establish a business that is around your skills, around your abilities, then schedule a consultation with me by going to www.markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's www.markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And we can schedule a free complimentary brand discovery session, brand discovery session, just to have a conversation about how I can best help you to take your brand to the next level and create a business based on the business of you. Have a great week and we'll be right back here next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Take care.